Today's show is brought to you by Of A Kind, an online shop for emerging design. For more information, visit ofakind.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. and welcome to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonney, and today we're coming to you live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You can listen to the show live every Thursday at 11 a.m. on heritageradionetwork.org or download the podcast anytime on iTunes. Today I'm getting back in the interview saddle uh, with two very special guests, Vanessa Bertozzi, the program manager for Etsy Wholesale, and Abigail Jacobs, VP of Brand Marketing for West Elm. And the reason I have these two lovely ladies here today is because there was a very exciting um, announcement made about Etsy's wholesale program, which if you followed the show and are familiar with sort of the independent design scene, is seen as a very big opportunity for small-scale makers who are now having access to much larger brands that they wouldn't have had access to before. So today I wanted to bring these guys in to talk about how this developed, how the partnership shaped with West Elm and what this means for the handmade community in general. So welcome, ladies. Thanks Thanks for for having us. us. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to start a little bit back in the beginning for people who are listening who aren't familiar with either brand, um, just to kind of back us up. Vanessa, um, Etsy was founded in 2005 and has come such a long way since then from this like sort of small scale maker's place where everyone was making tiny handmade things to now thousands and thousands and thousands of storefronts that are selling everything from vintage to like large-scale furniture. So could you tell us a little bit about how Etsy has evolved in like the last almost 10 years? Sure, yeah. I've been with the company since about 2007. So um, even for me personally, it's just been such an evolution um, seeing a company like this grow and a community grow. Um, we actually we actually passed a million shops on the platform. <laughs> it's wow. just insane. Um, from 200 different countries around the world. Um, as you mentioned, anything from handmade and um, and vintage and also craft supplies. Um, and it's it, to put it in perspective, we even passed um, $1.3 billion in sales in 2013. Um, so just just thinking about that huge number um, and then putting that alongside our business model. So the way that Etsy works is a seller pays 20 cents to list an individual item. Um, and if that item sells, then Etsy takes 3.5% as a commission, basically. So, you know, about 95% of the money goes right to the seller, um, which is exciting. So you think about the $1.3 billion. Um, it's it's a lot of money being made by artists and independent small businesses. What's the do you I don't know if you know this offhand. What's the breakdown now in terms of percentages of like what's handmade work being sold, what's vintage work, what's sort of like rehabbed? I feel like there are a ton of sellers who do like before and after style stuff, which design sponge readers always love and obsess over. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, I don't know the breakdown of uh, vintage to handmade to um, to craft supplies. Sorry. That's okay. Research to be done later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Well, bef- before we jump into um, sort of the wholesale program and how it came about and what it means for people, I want to get a little bit of background on West Elm because, um, Abby, all of the people have been working together with West Elm. You're a big major partner with the wholesale thing. But West Elm has undergone like a pretty major evolution as well um, since its founding. And I would love to hear a little bit more about that because I feel like just as an outsider, 
seeing how much you guys have sort of been able to instill local and handmade work in some way has been a big part of the brand going forward. Yeah, definitely. I think particularly in the last three or four years, the brand has gone through a pretty major transition um, with a big focus on supporting artisan products, artisan makers, um, handmade goods. And last year, actually, we made a major Clinton Global Initiative commitment to action um, that we would, over the next two years, invest $35 million in handmade products. So it's a pretty exciting statement for us to be able to say that we're growing the handmade assortment at that scale. Um, And at this point, we have 59 stores in um, the U.S., Canada, Australia. We opened our first store in London last year. So lots of growth. That's exciting. Um, that's a huge amount of money to invest in handmade work. That's that's pretty major. I'm very excited to hear more about that. Um, I want to start our conversation about wholesale with a quote that I found from Michelle Varian on the Etsy site that I thought was worth diving into. Uh, Michelle, who owns an incredible store in New York um, named after her, that sells a big assortment of not only the things that Michelle designs and makes herself, but a great assortment of handmade work from people across the country. She said that the wholesale industry has not yet caught up with the times and Etsy wholesale could act as a catalyst for a digital wholesale experience. Could you tell us a little bit about what she means by that and then how that led into this expansion for Etsy? Yeah, I, um, I'm such a fan of Michelle, um, of her store, but also um, she's she's been an incre- incredible person for us to work with because she does have that perspective of someone that, um, you know, is an artist herself. She has her own line of home goods, but then she also has this amazing curatorial eye. Um, and she works really closely with those independent designers mm-hmm. that she works with and brings into her store. Um, so she's acted as a little bit of a mentor for some of our folks. Um, and we did an event with her where some of this, um, some of these quotes came out of, um, where we brought together, it was like a designer roundtable with about 18 designers, um, from, you know, within driving distance of New York city. And, and she, um, she talked about kind of, you know, the coaching that she does, um, so many, from her perspective, so many um, really talented artists come out of maybe art school and they mm-hmm. they don't have any business background. So um, we've been thinking a lot about how can Etsy Wholesale help be a place online where no matter where you are, what your background is, you can get information about how to launch a line and do wholesale. So there's that side, the seller side. But then to your point, she's also talking about like the shift in the retail world and how retailers source goods. And I think that the... Um, you know, the the retail world is so tactile. I think a lot of people that own retail stores are really into good physical goods. Um, and and so she's like, how how can we transition this way of doing business, which is often like writing orders on pieces of paper and, you know, keeping piles of, of receipts? How can we help? How could Etsy Wholesale help digitize the aspect of like uh, discovery? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's a, a complimentary way of not just being dependent upon a trade show and walking a show and writing orders there on clipboards, but also having this resource online at your fingertips 24 seven. And, um, and how could we help make a more efficient, these, um, old paper systems. Um, so we're interested to see, I think we're, the whole industry is really on this, in this flux. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting time. It really is. I think when, I'm glad you brought up trade shows because I think those have always been one of the biggest helpers, but also one of the biggest hurdles for independent makers because they're incredibly expensive to buy a booth at. You have 
more union fees than you can possibly imagine in terms of actually building the booth in the space. So they really are quite prohibitive for people who don't have the income or the capital yet to invest in a large trade show and then get the exposure they need to be in front of large scale stores. So besides that, what do you see sort of currently is like the major hurdles for a small scale maker to get into a large shop? And how is Etsy going to solve those? Well, um, as I've observed on the on the front lines, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm one of the people that reviews applications mm-hmm. from the sellers when they're applying to Etsy Wholesale. Etsy Wholesale is juried, so we actually make people apply. That's very different from the main Etsy marketplace, where it's pay your twenty cents, take your chances, sell like what you make. With Etsy Wholesale, it, you have to apply, and what we look at, um, we have a set of criteria um professional photography and mm. a developed line and a whole a whole order of things but one of the most crucial things that's been a stumbling block for a lot of of artists is um is pricing um and the knowledge about margins that you need to have um and even some of the jargon too there's i think the the wholesale industries is a trade industry that happens behind closed doors and it's b2b and a lot of that knowledge um is is kept in the kind of hoarded in a proprietary way and we're really interested in in opening that up a little bit and sharing more of that knowledge um but i think that i think that etsy has been really great in democratizing design and art um and letting people get directly to directly connecting artists and and shoppers but but it also has been challenging because people don't necessarily know how to price their work mm-hmm. and they start selling without the knowledge of, oh, I'm going to have to mark that up two times in order to have um, a retailer really be able to do business with me. Pricing is such a hurdle as well as I'm so glad you mentioned photography. I feel like it's come very far in the last few years, but I feel like it's still something that stands in the way of a lot of really great work, really getting exposure because the photographs don't do the products justice. So what are Etsy sort of origin goals with this project? What are your sort of goals for the next couple of years in terms of obviously education is a big part of that and teaching people about pricing and how to make their work look better. But what are some other goals you have sort of with the beginning stages of the wholesale project? You know, the the project, we, we have been talking about it for years. It was one of those projects that, that we were all really excited about back at the office, but um, it was just a matter of, of, actually making it happen and i think the um the trigger was we we actually acquired a small business that had been built off of the api and that was kind of a almost a proof of concept like here are etsy sellers that are offering wholesale Mm -hmm. we know anecdotally that it's happening we know we've heard from retailers that they come to etsy and actually search around sourcing um fresh and emerging designers um so it really was seeing a need in the community and and building from there um, and I think, I think that Etsy had been really, the Etsy shop had really been kind of a one size fits all. And we had seen, you know, since 2005, such an evolution in the marketplace, in the types of sellers that were coming and setting up on Etsy. And so we wanted to develop some professional tools that would really speak to, um, that type of designer, that seller that's operating at this level where they're doing wholesale. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that it will just help keep Etsy evolving and moving forward. That's great. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to talk about the birth of the West Elm Etsy partnership. So stay tuned.
interested in emerging design? Check out Of A Kind, a site that sells the pieces and tells the stories of up-and-coming makers. The site has featured over 200 designers and offers limited edition pieces you can't find anywhere else, along with the studio tours, travel guides, even recipes from the designers. To find out more, head to ofakind.com and sign up for the site's newsletter. Hey, welcome back to After the Jump. I'm your host, Grace Bonney, and today I'm talking with Vanessa from Etsy and Abigail from West Elm about the Etsy wholesale program that launched and their partnership together. Um, before the break, we were talking about sort of how this uh, wholesale program has evolved out of a real need from the community, but I want to talk about how you two as companies have come together. What was the origin of the West Elm uh, Etsy partnership? So we're actually based right across the street from each other yeah, we're in neighbors. Dumbo, <laughs> which helps. But um, the real origin is kind of a shared set of values and beliefs in uh, supporting small businesses, um, handcrafted goods, and also in uh, you know transparency and honesty in everything we do in supporting um, our customers and the makers that we work with. So uh, we started partnering back in 2010 uh, with a great series of events that still happens now in our stores across the country. We did actually 20 of them last year where we invite Etsy sellers um, who are in the store area to come in and basically take over our store for the day. So they come in and they set up their shops and and they sell their merchandise in our store. And it's just an amazing event. It's really fun to be there and see sellers and customers meet for the first time. They maybe have have been, you know, buying or selling to each other um, for years and they haven't met in person. So we in uh, just at the end of last year, we launched a new initiative at West Elm called West Elm Local. And the goal of West Elm Local is to bring uh, local assortments into our stores permanently. And it's really to uh, work with makers and artists who are in our store areas, help them grow their small businesses, and also to give our stores um, a deeper sense of place and a connection to the community where they exist. So we do this in a lot of ways. We have events in our stores with with uh, local florists and designers, and this was just kind of the next evolution of that kind of community, community-minded focus. So West Elm Local launched at the end of last year. We're rolling it out to 23 stores this year. And Etsy Wholesale has been one of the great places that we've been sourcing participants in that program. So um, as Vanessa mentioned, the the wholesale um, engine, they're curating the assortment. So it's really helpful for us to be able to look through the makers there um, and bring them into West Elm Local. So I actually... The one in Chelsea's opening up on yeah we're actually having an event on the 29th at the west elm chelsea store to celebrate the launch of the assortment there so it should be we try and make a really big deal out of these launches and really elevate the makers celebrate them um so that should be a fun event sounds good one thing i keep thinking when i'm thinking about this wholesale project is what does this mean for buyers i feel like there used to be this sort of movement of people who were hired either in-house or working freelance to source or be sort of a a person you could go to to get the i'm going to know where i get the great handmade work you're going to show me the next great up-and-coming artist what does that mean for buyers does this wholesale system kind of replace that or is it just another wing or another option meaning the merchants at west elm or our customers the for your in-house buyers 
buyers. Yeah. Is it something that you see eventually? Could something like this Etsy wholesale kind of replace the need for buyers at some point? Or do you think that will always be a fixture? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a combination of two. Um, we have an amazing uh, woman, Mo Mullen, who's managing the local project. And I, you know, she's kind of a combination of buyer slash marketer slash project manager, kind of doing a little bit of everything. But um, I think it just broadens uh, what we're what we can offer our customer um, and having a partner like Etsy to help give us, you know, bring forth a great group of of um, sellers is really a huge help. I mean, you were talking earlier about trade shows. I think trade shows are a little bit complicated because they're a great place to go and see artists. But at the same time, you know, every other retailer mm-hmm. is there looking at the same exact people. So you you always want to step outside of that and make sure you're, you're offering something new and fresh to your customers. And, and Etsy's definitely helped us do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would also say that, um, you know, I work really closely with Mo and uh, we give suggestions for Etsy wholesalers to check out. But then Mo and her assistant buyer, they definitely have their own particular mm-hmm. point of view. And I think that the that the professional buyer, or, or uh, I don't know what the technical staff term is for you guys, but I feel like that's such that's such like that again goes back to the curatorial eye. And with Etsy wholesale, like we we jury and we make sure that people look professional and that they have a, a wonderful line, but. There's a mix of styles, so I think you're still going to need that mm-hmm. that professional buyer. The fun part for us about West Elm Local is we're getting our store managers really mm. involved too, so they're really becoming buyers in this process. You know, they're elevating people in their community that they would love to be a part of the assortment. We have an email address, welocal at wsgc.com, where we're asking people just to submit Mm -hmm. makers and artists that they think would be a great part of the local assortment. So it is kind of, we are kind of involving everybody Mm -hmm. in the process. Yeah, I mean, I think, and we were talking about the handmade community, it's such a sort of grassroots movement still to this day that I think involving crowdsourcing is a great idea. You have to, that's where you're going to find all the hidden gems. Yeah. (laughs) One thing, and this is um, just kind of off the top of my head when you're talking about sort of how we're crowdsourcing and using the internet so much, do either of you use uh, other sort of social media platforms, whether Instagram or Pinterest, to look for either, in your case, Vanessa, like new sellers you should be working with, or in your case, like new artists that you should be finding? Or is that yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Instagram right now is yeah. so great for that. I feel like it hasn't jumped the shark yet. So the, <laughs> the people on there are early adopters mm-hmm. and like they're doing really interesting things with their feeds. And, um, and I know that a lot of really cool independent retailers as well are also looking for stuff on there. Definitely. I mean, you talked earlier about photography and I think, uh, you know, a uh, a seller, an artist, a maker who has an amazing Instagram feed can do a lot for their business. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at like Ariel Lasco. I think some, I, that's somebody exactly who I was like thinking that who of. has like flash yeah. sales through Instagram, but essentially has honed her aesthetics through photography on Instagram so that like when you go to buy a piece of her work, you're sort of buying into this overall aesthetic that right. really can only be expressed right. visually. Like I that. mean, the other thing we're thinking about so much with West Elm Local is really telling the story behind the product. And, you know, I think it started with, with the food movement. People want to know where their food came from, you know, how far it traveled, who touched it, uh, what, what, you know, 
process was put on it and and people are thinking the same way about home goods and when you think about someone who has um, an amazing Instagram feed that tells their story not just of the product but of the person and the process it can give so much more to individual products um, when you have that behind it. Absolutely that's something it's a wonderful point to make and I'm curious to see what you guys think about in terms of there is this great movement of sort of local seasonal food. And I think in a way, a lot of people internationally have kind of come around to the idea of why it's important to invest in that. And I mean, financially, but it's been a slower turn for that to be true in the home market, um, especially in the the fine art and anything else, which involves the same amount of time, the same sort of ethically sourced materials issues. But I think people, as much as they want those handmade things, they don't understand the price point that comes with it. Um, and do you feel like, I mean, I think telling people stories is a huge part of kind of building in that understanding. But Yeah, and showing the, the process that mm-hmm. goes into making these things. Um, and I think, you know, if you if the individual designer or artist can, can tell that story, then I hope that it will trickle down and kind of educate mm-hmm. educate the consumers out there. I, oh, I think there was this uh, period where we, we all had to realize, though, you know, the, the product has to be beautiful still. It has mm-hmm. to be beautiful and functional. And if it has a story and it's sustainable or handmade, that is like the gravy on yeah. it. But that's definitely not the reason uh, behind it. And I think the same thing is, you know, true with food. It has to be delicious, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Delicious <laughs> and organic, even better. But um, it's when you marry those things together that you kind of get the the perfect place. I don't know why it took longer in home goods. You're bringing those things into your mm-hmm. home. You're living with them. You know, you're laying on your sofa. Yeah. You're all, so I think it is just as meaningful. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting right now on Design Sponge. We're doing a giveaway with with you guys with yeah, West Elm, and it, the so question fun. you asked readers, which I think is definitely the biggest response we've ever gotten from a giveaway, was what's the one thing that West Elm doesn't carry you'd like to see us carry? And it's become this giant, essentially like free market research board that I'm fascinated by. And two of the most common requests were like, we want things that are handmade in America, but why can't I have a $400 sofa? And I keep getting upset because I keep wanting to pull those people aside and be like, let's talk about how a $400 sofa is produced. And those two things do not go together. And can you please stop to listen and understand why? Um, but it's this this weird disconnect between people who want to support handmade, but then when you show them the price associated with it, they have a complete freak out. You think you're obsessed with all those <laughs> answers. I mean, we have been looking at them since that, that giveaway launched. It's been amazing. And it's so great to see the response. But we're having the same feeling when we see some of those comments. And that's where I think telling the story is so important. You really have to explain to people the workmanship that goes into some of these things and so that you can start to explain the cost. But at the same time, you know, we are doing everything we can to not make that cost that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, West Elm is known for great prices and we're not going to make all of our handcrafted or artisan made products a totally different price equation. We can't, you know, our customers come to us for things at a certain price. So um, we're working to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting to see how this is affecting retail. Vanessa, I'd love to know a little bit about how you think this wholesale program either has already or will eventually affect the way that makers are producing. Do you think that people are going to start producing things that are a bit more sort of retail friendly or even like mass market friendly? Um, how do you think this program is going to affect what is being produced in the future? 
Well, I I do think that um, our niche is really about really unique and interesting work. I I don't think that anyone any retailer is going to come and source on Etsy wholesale for something that they can get cheaper and and totally mass produced and 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 have the consumer feel like that's fine. Like I think they're coming to look for that special stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in terms of um, the the artist process, I think the next few years are going to be really interesting to see how sellers are able to scale up. Is it hiring people in their communities? Is it working with manufacturers in their communities? Is it looking for partners overseas? And I think, you know, Etsy is really interested in this part of the evolution as well. How can, how can we help our, our sellers scale up, but in a way that feels ethical and Mm -hmm. right. And, um, we actually just announced that we acquired a company called Grand Street, which is all about um, mainly electronic mm-hmm. g- gizmos. Um, but it's also um, a, a group of people that know a lot about manufacturing and, and small sustainable manufacturing. So um, look, f- look for more in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but we're really interested in, in the future of small manufacturing and, and, and in the United States, too, mm-hmm. and local manufacturing, no matter where you are, and how can it actually be a beneficial impact on your local community. I think that's fascinating. I don't know if Abigail, if you've had any experience talking with local makers about this too, about there does seem to be this huge hurdle in kind of getting small scale makers to be able to find domestic manufacturing. Um, and I've sort of heard rumblings underneath of people talking about like, we should band together, we should create a guild. And that way we can all use like the same right. factory, the same whatever to work together to make costs a bit lower. Is this sort of something you're hearing echoed from makers? Uh, definitely. And it's something that we're seeking out, too, because we when we want to take um, an artist design and maybe that artist doesn't necessarily want to make, you know, 1000 of yeah. that vase, but we want to produce it in a way that's um, authentic to their original process. We are also looking for people who can make it in a handmade mm-hmm. way. And, you know, that's not always domestically. We can do some of that overseas and still have it made you know, by hand, um, we've been partnering with some incredible organizations in India and the Philippines and Asia, um, where we can do things by hand in the same way they were made by someone in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. so that they, they don't have to produce at that scale. They continue to design, um, and we can, um, partner, partner together to offer it to in our stores across the country. That's great. Well, we're almost out of time, so I just wanted to ask one follow-up question. Um, how do you guys see this partnership between the two, between West Elm and um, Etsy, expanding, and what are kind of your big goals going forward? Well, um, as Abigail mentioned, uh, West Elm is opening up stores in Canada and the UK and Australia, so we're really interested to um, to work with them on those launches. Um, and, and yeah, we have these local collections opening up throughout the year, so Stay tuned. I think it's going to be L.A. and California, all of California, um, state yeah, by state, this week. Oregon, yeah. um, Texas. So it's 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 exciting. And I think, um, I don't know, I think it's just an interesting time. And we'll continue to see this hybridization of offline and online. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, we've been working for a while together yeah. now. So we're just... A, we, we work really well together. We had our first Etsy events, uh, our first international Etsy events this year. We had one in London, and then we're having one in Australia in a couple months. So and that's Toronto, really exciting. The Toronto, Toronto pop-up is, is this on weekend. Saturday. Yeah. 
So it's it's amazing to see Etsy has such great teams in all of these locations that uh, we've been working with. So that's been a fun development. It's exciting. Oh, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm also especially excited to see um, the West Elm local concept expand. That was another thing in the comments. I was surprised and people were like, I want to see local stuff. And I was like, wait, but there is local stuff. Here it comes. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that's going out. So thank you both of you so much for being here today. Thanks. So much more to talk about, but we'll continue it off the off the air uh thanks everybody for listening you can visit west elm at westelm.com and etsy at etsy.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next thursday thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the itunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at heritage underscore radio You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.